You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvath and Cody Decker on the BetQL network. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the very best baseball gambling show that has ever existed. Well, actually, I take that back because another gambling show has existed that I would say was comparable, very comparable. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. And why is it comparable? Because my co-host from that show, the great Rob Brown, is with me once again, my co-host from Bet for the Cycle, who, which you could during some baseball seasons here every single Saturday. But right now we're here on BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL, and I'm thrilled to have my man on here because there is no one in the world I love talking baseball with more than my man Rob Brown. Rob! How you doing, brother? Uh, I I am flattered, and you are an excellent liar. But I appreciate it. I there is not I, an ounce. I swear on my life. As much as I give you hell, I truly do, and I love, I truly adore destroying you and Mario. But I do have feelings of affection. It's because of my self-destructive personality. Uh, this is I've been going to therapy as of late, and I've been learning that I am a self-destructive person. And the things I love, I try to like needle enough to get them to leave me. And I've been doing this to you all season long, but somehow it's made us closer. It's, it, it is because I'm a masochist, and every time that you try to go off, I end up getting hair waxed off of my body or eating Vegemite, <laughs> and I enjoy the pain, Cody Decker. So I just keep coming back for more, baby. My man. Well, we got so much to cover today. We got some prop bets. I'm sure we'll talk about. Of course, we got a lot of baseball games, a full weekend slate of games coming up. But uh, first things first, let's talk about this week in baseball. Because Rob Brown, um, we have been graced with maybe the best series of the year. Maybe, I mean, I know you're a Braves guy. So what we got to do is we got to take our fandom hats out of this for a second and maybe acknowledge for just one moment that this, what we're watching, is a preview for the NLCS. These are, right now, the two very best teams in the National League, the Mets and the Dodgers. Not just two good ball games. I'm talking two baseball games thus far for the ages. The first game, Dodgers come out on top. Last night, I don't forget about the game. Actually, don't forget about the game because, really, uh, Brandon Nimmo with a catch that is just going to live on in Mets history, potentially. But more importantly, last night, Timmy Trumpet. Timmy Trumpet making his Mets debut, baby. Oh, my God. The most electric thing I've watched in a baseball game maybe ever. The Yankees had Metallica play Mo out. That didn't get me fired up the way Timmy Trumpet did. And I'm a Metallica guy. (laughs) So we were talking about this on my show at the Rob Brown Show. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And uh, we were talking about this today. I I have made the argument that... There is absolutely a way to hook sports onto 
the next generation of sports fans. Because you're at a point in history where you're seeing a lot of young fans that are spending more time watching esports and watching people play video games on Twitch. And as get off my lawn as that might sound, you understand it, right? We have more options for entertainment today than than even you and I could have dreamt of just a couple of years back. So how, if you are sports, do you hook that ne- that, that that next generation to want to continue to watch the way baseball has presented. And the way is you don't present baseball the way it's been presented in the past because the attention spans are shorter and there's so many more options. So the way you do it is you create moments with things that are different than we've ever seen before. We have seen some really dope closing pitcher entrances, right? What's like I went- like- Forget, yeah, give me your favorites, because I, I have two that immediately jumped to my mind, but they jumped to my mind because I grew up in Southern California. What's yours? Sure. Uh, you know, I would I would tell you, I went, and this one's specific, and yeah, I am a Braves fan, and I've been to more Braves fans than anybody else, but uh, I went to a game two seasons ago at Truist, and anytime they would bring out the closer, man, the lights in the stadium turn off. Half of them turn red and blue, and they flash, and they alternate. And it feels like you're at a Metallica concert or a rave. And it's just, it sucks you into the moment to where it's not just, here comes the pitcher. Okay, he's warming up. Okay, let's play baseball. There is this whole damn rock and roll concert around it. Mm -hmm. And for Timmy Trumpet to drop the live bars on the brass yesterday with Diaz coming out of the pin, it felt like you were at a show, man. It felt like you were in this moment that was bigger than that. And don't get me wrong. It was a huge moment in baseball, right? That's the two best teams in the National League, likely an NLCS preview. All due respect to the Braves, you're not catching the Mets. They're better than you right now. That was already, if you're a baseball fan like Rob Brown and Cody Decker, already a must-watch moment in that game. But then you crank the entertainment value up with something we haven't really seen before in a way that we haven't seen it. And now all of a sudden, what should have already been a sports radio topic, Mets-Dodgers. Nimmo with the with the with the home run robbery. I mean, this great moment. Now all of a sudden, Jim Rome's talking about it. Rob Brown's talking about it. My afternoon partner Mark Ryan's talking about it. And all the every host on my station today was talking Dodgers Mets. And you have to throw in there great game. Two best teams in the National League. It's probably an NLCS preview. One of these teams is likely your World Series favorite at this point. Yeah, you got to talk about baseball. But what set up the conversation? was the energy, the entertainment, that show that you got for two minutes. It cost baseball two minutes of their valuable TV time, and more people are talking about this Mets-Dodgers game than any other game between any two teams all season long. Tell me number one number one story like you turn on sports center first thing we watched mets dodgers and by the way this is like sports center that doesn't talk about baseball doesn't tweet about baseball and look what we're getting this is the future of the game give me more please i mean we got a glimpse of it in the past and you may not have got to see it but dude i'm telling you in the early 2000s eric gagne going to the mound to welcome to the jungle with game over flashing all over the stadium was an epic event so much so that like celebrities started coming out to dodger stadium again like i was a huge metalhead so and i know you were too as a kid so trust me when i say this when i was sitting there at dodger stadium and the camera was all over scott ian of anthrax behind home plate wearing his eric gagne game over shirt with the huge beard and he was just going crazy pumping dude i had i i goosebumps now as thinking of 11-year-old Cody just going like, yes, yes, more of this. 
Last night was that, man. And you know what? I got a theory. This is what I think Steve Cohen should do. And, and I don't think Steve Cohen's taking my call anytime soon. I think he should. <laughs> but Steve Cohen, if you do take my call, this is what I think you should do. I've always wondered how the Tonight Show band is The Roots. The Roots is a major music band. NBC must be playing them a lot to play there every single day. Well, guess who's got a lot of money? Steve Cohen. Your house band should be Timmy Trumpet every single night. And this is why you need to do it, Steve Cohen. Not only is he the most important acquisition you're going to make over the next year, because someone's going to keep that Mets uh, stadium going, but also on top of this, now you better do it before the Braves do, because the Braves got like three guys that walk out to Narcos. And I swear to God, if the Braves undercut you and get their hands on Timmy Trumpet, we're going to have a war in Major League Baseball before the season's over. Here's my favorite part about this. Like genuinely jokes aside. In the last few weeks, we've had some really good baseball. We had a good yes. Yankees Angels series. Uh, we've had the Dodgers versus the world with everybody chasing them down. You had uh, AL and NL playoff chases that are, are getting really heated. We are at the best part of baseball season, in my opinion, right? Because yeah. there's still some teams that haven't gotten edged out of competition. So they're still, they're still hopeful. And what has been the most popular story in baseball for the last week and a half? People doing it in the stadium. No, 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 hang on, I'm not, I'm not there yet. Before last night, before last night, the most popular story in baseball has been how many people have been getting caught in, in upper decks and stadiums, right? It happened at the A's game. It happened at, uh, I think, a Blue Jays. There were like Blue five Jays. or six different occasions in the last week where people have been caught engaged in adult recreational behavior high in the stands and getting caught. And that has been Major League Baseball's biggest story. Not the games, but the playoff races. Dudes and chicks getting it on in the upper deck mm -hmm. until Timmy Trumpet showed up and yeah. played a 45-second a, a concert at a game. And now we're all talking baseball again. Major League Baseball, forget what the old fans have to say. Don't worry about back in my day, guy, because nobody cares about that guy. Give me entertainment, and we'll talk about baseball around it every time. Could we really quickly touch on the Blue Jays and A's scenario? Because I want to point this out. As much as they want to say, well, it happened at the Oakland first. No, 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 no. Dare I say... Toronto did it first. This was a throwback. Do you not remember the issue that the Toronto Blue Jays had in center field for roughly five years at the hotel? Yeah. I mean, in, in fairness, I don't know what the hell you expected when you put <laughs> hotel rooms that overlook it. Like, in what, listen, in what world are those uh, hotel rooms being rented out for anything else, right? Like, exactly. babe, what do you say to a baseball game? And, like, we'll just leave the shades closed most of the way, right? Uh, like, what the hell did you expect was going to happen? But, uh, you know, the people in Oakland, dude, up, they're just out there in the sun. I mean, I know. letting it quite literally all hang out out there in the sun. And and and, and don't get me wrong. It was I used hot to in be Oakland, a, too. I used to be a young man, all right? We, we all used to be young men. We all used to be teenagers. We all used to think, well, I'll never get caught in the backseat of my car or in the bathroom at the mall or the last word. I get it. But, dude, you are just section 225, row 13, <laughs> seat F, and it's an open stadium. My God, man, what are you doing? Uh, that being said, that being said, while he is probably – while they – are probably banned from life from the Coliseum. They got a story for the reason why, man. 
Yep, they sure do. Boy, do they ever. Oh, man. Well, getting over to other great things in baseball, nothing as good as this. Dude, it's the best thing in baseball. Oh, it's, so it, good. It, it's the best thing in baseball. Ah, it is. Like I said, find me anything going on this season. We got great playoff races. We got Aaron Judge continuing to mash and chase down the record. We have got Shohei going 30 and 10. First guy that's been done since mm, ever. Ever. And, and, and Timmy Trumpet played Trumpet, coincidental name, for 45 seconds at a Mets game. And Mets-Dodgers has gotten more airplay than any other game this entire baseball season. I'm telling you, baseball, stop listening to the old guys. Start listening to the young guys and watch your numbers go back up again. Mm -hmm. Give us entertainment, man. We want to be entertained. Well, dude, you just touched on the next thing we need to talk about. And obviously, that is Aaron Judge and his struggling Yankees again. Dude, this team cannot play on the West Coast. They just got beat by the A's and the Angels, the two worst teams in the American League. This team's in trouble. Can I give you some real quick little facts? The Yankees won 22 games in June. They've won 23 since. This isn't good. This team is in a little bit of trouble. And, I mean, how many games are they up right now on the Rays? And the Blue Jays. Hell, the Blue Jays got swept by the Angels. Maybe the Angels are kind of turning it around since Mike Trout has come back a little bit, but I'm not expecting them to play too much of a spoiler going forward. But you mentioned Otani, and that's the debate online right now. On Twitter, baseball Twitter, just back and forth at each other's throat. Who is the MVP of the American League, Judge or Otani? And guess what? Those of you that think Otani is the MVP, guess what? Good news. You're right. Those of you that think Judge is the MVP, Good news. You're right. No one is wrong in this scenario. Stop trying to kill the other side. You're right, and you're right. Judge is doing something impossible. So is Otani. I don't know the right answer, and I won't be mad about either answer. But in my personal, humble opinion, I think it's Otani. And here's why. And I also made this argument before that we have been seeing echoed online that if you remove Otani from the Angels, the Angels are still a last place team. If you remove Judge, the Yankees are not the same team. I freely admit that is a very true statement. But here's the thing. If these two guys are hitting free agency, who are you paying more money to? And here's my answer and why it's Otani. Because I would pay Otani the same amount I would pay Judge just to be my star pitcher. I would pay Otani the same amount I would pay Judge just to be my left-handed power bat. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For him to be both? I'm going to have to pay him more than judge. And I would be right to do so. Because here's the thing. If I lose one of those things, say, for whatever reason, he tears his UCL. God forbid, of course, knock on wood. Do not wish that upon him. But say he does hurt his elbow and he can't pitch. Well, don't worry. I still have the best left-handed power bat in Major League Baseball. This guy is not a unicorn. He is a unicorn of a unicorn. No one's ever done it. The comparisons to Babe Ruth are ridiculous because Babe Ruth, when he pitched, the numbers you just mentioned, 30 home runs and what, 10 wins? 
Babe Ruth, what, had 10 wins and, what, 11 home runs? Not the same thing. Also in a different era of baseball where, quite frankly, Babe Ruth can't play in this era of baseball. I don't know what else to tell you. It's not the same game. It was 100 years ago. No one threw, no one threw 80. Everyone throws 101. Oh, and guess what? Otani's one of those guys. This is just, we are what, we just witnessed greatness yesterday. Hell, he had a three-run go-ahead home run off of Garrett Cole to take the lead. And poor Garrett Cole, another quality start without a win. He has gotten one win in his last eight starts. So, a couple of things to respond. First off, uh, you said, Otani people be nice to judge people. Judge people be nice to Otani. I will not. I will not. <laughs> I will not. I, listen, I got all the respect in the world for Aaron Judge. I am at the point where I sit here in the battle station. I got five screens in this room. And anytime, even if I'm not watching the Angel or the, the, the Yankees games, if Judge is at the dish, I tune in. I love Aaron Judge. The guy's a masher. I've enjoyed watching him. But if you tell me for a second, that Aaron Judge holds the value that Shohei Otani does. Yes, does I know not. the Angels are last place team. I know that the Angels struggle. Is there anybody here that places that at the feet of Shohei Otani? No, no, no. The Angels would have half the wins that they have as a fifth place team if Shohei Otani uh, wasn't on that squad. Here's here's what it comes down to. Neither of these teams would be as good as they are without the individual player that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. But as you just pointed out, Shohei Otani is one of the best pitchers in the game. He's also one of the best power hitters in the game. And he's one of the best at the same time. That's that's insanity as far as I'm concerned. Crazy. I enjoy Aaron Judge. I love watching the guy play. Okay. But Shohei Otani is, is infinitely more invaluable for the versatility and the utility that he brings to the table. And to say anything except Shohei is the AL MVP, you are wrong. And I don't say that often because I'll go, oh, we can differ on opinions. No, no, no. This isn't an opinion. This is a fact. Shohei Otani is the most valuable player in all of the world. Now, I agree with you. I I gave my opinion. I agree. Now, let me give you the flip side. Now, just We saw John Heyman, who I do co-host a nice Odyssey podcast with, Big Time Baseball. Like, share, and subscribe wherever you, uh, wherever you get your podcast. So, Big uh, John just wrote an article for the New York, uh, New York Post talking about how if Judge breaks the – if he Judge passes Maris – he is the legitimate home run king, single season home run king. What are your thoughts on that? Because I love John Heyman and I often agree with him. I disagree with this wholeheartedly. I, uh, I obviously he's coming from the place. Understand I understand where he's coming from. Right. Coming from the place of the, the steroids, the asterisks, whatever. And basically everybody falls in one of three camps. They did it. And I don't respect that. So I don't count them. Mm -hmm. They did it. But they never got caught, and you can't hold something against the guy that you can't prove he did. Or I they don't can. care, let everybody roid and let's see how weird baseball gets. Those are the only three camps you can fall in. Uh, I do frequently fall my find myself falling in the first camp of, you know, I, I respect Barry Bonds' ability to hit a baseball. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark McGuire, Sammy, I respect these guys' ability to hit the baseball. Hitting the baseball juiced or not, just putting the bat on the ball has been many, 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 many times described as the hardest thing to do in all of sports. And I, mm -hmm. I agree with that. Hitting a ball that's moving at 101 miles an hour past you is insane. It should not be physically possible. And these guys were so good at it. Mm -hmm. But I understand where Heyman is coming from here. And I would not fight back him against it on that. Uh, the good news is I don't have to make a decision as to what goes True. into the record books and not. 
I actually think I agree with John Heyman to some degree. I do. But at the end of the day, well. the, 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 the books in the Hall of Fame are the books in the Hall of Fame, and there's not a damn thing I can do about it. That's my point. My point isn't that I think Barry Bonds is the greatest thing in the world and should be her- I do think he should be heralded. But when we're coming down to the record books, what is, is. Whether we like it or not, what happened, happened. Whether we like it or not, we can either choose to move forward or we can choose to pretend it didn't happen. I don't think choosing to pretend it didn't happen is a good thing. I think we should all maybe acknowledge it, learn from it, and maybe try to do better next time. But, you know, that's just my thought. I don't think it's always, it has to be black and white. Oh, here's an asterisk. Here's this. It's part of the game. It happened. Let's just acknowledge it. So I I, I did not expect when you guys asked me to fill in that we were going to be going the philosophy hour here on the show. But I like it and I'm down for it. Um, (laughs) This is in a much less dramatic way, kind of like the conversation I live in the, in the deep South, kind of like the conversation about Confederate statues and that mm-hmm. some people are like, well, it's the history and you can't change history. And then there are, you can't erase history. And then there are people going, and this is the conversation, the, the, the part I think I come from in this conversation of right. I'm not asking you to change it. I'm saying you don't have to celebrate it. There is a difference between acknowledging, educating, learning, remembering versus celebrating something that happened i I don't feel the need to celebrate it that does not mean that i don't acknowledge it and what happened yes now i'm not suggesting we celebrate barry bonds's record have we been has anyone do we even acknowledge the record anymore (laughs) no because at the end of the day it's a stupid record and it doesn't matter that much it's just cool that what Aaron Judge is doing right now is what he's doing. It's incredible what he's doing. He's going to have over 61 home runs in a season and maybe more. Who knows? This guy is now getting that Barry Bonds treatment in this day and age. He got intentionally walked two times the other day and still homered in that ball game. So insane stuff, man. Absolutely insane stuff from Aaron Judge this season. All right. Uh, what do you think about the Cardinals? Um, this team has really come on so strong. So strong, especially at home. Um, away games, 500, though. Uh, what do you think is this team's future? What do you think their odds are going forward? There was about a week about a week ago, I was looking at this team as a serious sleeper of some serious value because you get them at plus 1,600 for the NL, um, win it, to win the NL pennant. This team, I don't, I, I, they scare me. They scare me because they seem like they can get hot at the right time. And that's what the that's what the Cardinals always do. They always get hot in October and they start, you know, quite frankly, ruining October for me. <laughs> yeah, it's um I don't know, man. It's 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 interesting because they certainly have come on lately. They went to Atlanta, or no, sorry, had Atlanta come to the house. They took two of three from Atlanta. Uh, but they can then also go and go one and four or one and three in a four gamer against the Cubs like two weeks before that. I, I honestly don't know what to make of it. On paper, this team could be exceptional. And, and and listen, Goldie has been as good as you could ask for him to be. Arenado's been there. They've been getting, I think, better pitching than they deserve based on the roster they put together. This team is good, yet they like consistently find ways to blow games they should not be losing. You can't go to Colorado and drop two of three. You can't go to Milwaukee and drop two of three, but then turn around and beat the Braves, right? Like you have to be more consistent. And I think that's the name of the game for St. Louis is that they, they, they might be the best 
inconsistent team in all of baseball. However, as you and I have both said on the air many, many times in the past, all I need for you is to get real hot at the end of September and be in the playoffs. And that's really it. Anybody can win from any spot, maybe more than any other sport, even the low seeds that make it in are a threat if they get hot at the right time. That being said, would I bet on the, the Cardinals getting hot at the right time? Probably not, but that absolutely does not mean that they can't do it. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, we're going to take a quick little break. When we come back, we're going to take you through some prop bets. And, of course, weekend slate of games. So many step matchups taking place starting out this September weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, more BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL right after this. Welcome back to BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. Cody Decker, the Rob Brown Show, talking all things baseball, all things life. And, ladies and gentlemen, we got so many ball games taking place this weekend. A lot of fun matchups. A lot of matchups, quite frankly, where the lines are going to be very interesting. Let's start real quick with the Blue Jays versus the Pittsburgh Pirates. Obviously, there's going to be no value on any semblance of a money line. I'm willing to bet, though, there's not going to be a lot of value on the run line either. Uh, Alec Manoa on the mound. He's 12-7 and with a 2-6 ERA. I would look to play, likely a strikeout prop on Al Noah because, you know, he's a strikeout monster this season. But also, quite frankly, I'd be looking to play the Jays on an alternate run line. Um, this is a team that I think offensively is just going to put it all over the Pirates this weekend. And quite frankly, I know they got swept by the Angels last week, but this is a team that I think can pounce on the Yankees. The Yankees only up six games in the division right now. Yeah, it was eight last time we talked. It's six now, and part of it is that Yankees are questionable and the wheels are shaky, but part of it is, despite the fact that the Jays have dropped a couple of dumb games, they've had no busy no business dropping, they've also played some pretty good baseball, and it's not a very good Pirates team. So um, I, I'm with you, and I'm talking all the way through series for the Blue Jays. I'm looking alternate run line. Uh, but you you add in, and and this would obviously be a question probably better suited uh, for somebody who's been there, but when you're getting to the end of the season, you're in a spot like Toronto is right now where, you know, three months ago, we had all said everybody in the AL East at this point is effectively playing for a wild card spot, but that number went from 18 to 10 to 8 to 6. It keeps going down. They're not playing well. When you get opportunities like you have against Pittsburgh here, does it kind of kick you in the backside a little bit and inspire you to play a little bit better baseball knowing, hey, not only can we catch the Yankees, we're a divisional threat now, which even Rob Brown, as intelligent as that guy is, as handsome as he is smart, two weeks ago I was going, there's still no chance they catch the Yankees. And now I'm here like, I may have spoken two weeks too soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy to see this collapse the Yankees have had since June. Right, quite frankly, since the All Star break, I'm glad they got Giancarlo back. But even that jolt in the arm that they got they got for about five games seems to have come to an end. They don't look good against bad teams. That's the thing. It's it's not that they're losing like these drag out get like this Mets series that we discussed in the first segment, we talked about this game. It's gone back and forth and no one's panicking because they dropped one game to the other. Every Yankees game feels like an extra level of panic just, and it, it's palpable. Uh, like they, there's legitimate panic from Yankee fans right now. Speaking of panic, um, there will, I will feel none about these games because I will not watch one of them. Rockies versus Reds. Do you care? Do Rockies and Reds fans care? I, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, the, the Rockies had 
a pretty good run against Atlanta. They've won a couple of interesting series. Um, it's not necessarily worth paying attention to, but for a guy who loves rough. bag props a lot, I got to think you're keeping an eye on the Rockies as a potential bag prop team for the next few days. I'm watching one guy. One name and one name only, and he's really the only Rocky I like to look at. And quite frankly, I've been paying so little attention to the Rockies as of late. Is CJ Crone healthy at the moment? Because I feel like I haven't seen his name in a month. I've seen his name since the All-Star break. That's how irrelevant the Rockies have been as of late. I, uh, you know, I I told you, here's the thing. I went back and they had, what, three, a three-setter against Atlanta. Uh, I believe he went two for nine in that yeah. series i He's think he went two for, yeah two for nine in that series and it's it's been relatively consistent but uh before they played that they played a four gamer against the mets no hits in the opening or excuse me uh yeah no hits in the opening frame had a three night day then a two night day then a one night day and back-to-back game against the mets including against scherzer and Degrom. so He's not not hitting the baseball. It's coming in spurts, but he's still putting the bag in play. I got to think C.J. Crone is a guy you want to keep an eye on for a couple of bag props against Cincinnati. Against Cincinnati especially. Um, what about the A's and Orioles? I mean, the Orioles are an exciting team right now. Called up another prospect in Gunnar Henderson, and of course he homers, by the way. Maybe the best flow in baseball right now? My God, on day one? Amazing. A dinger. The hat flies off and my man's hair is bouncing around to a chorus of angels as he rounds second. It was a great look. It was a great look. Uh, Look, if you'd have told me preseason that the Orioles at this point of the season would not only be up on the Red Sox, but we'd see it would be six games ahead of them. I would have told you, turn off your microphone and never talk about baseball again. But here we are. I don't care if the Orioles don't make a wild card spot. I'm watching as many Baltimore games as I can get my eyes on because they're just fun to watch play right now. And it does seem like the more they get told you don't belong at this table, the more I want them there. Oh, and by the way, the Baltimore Orioles would be in first place in the AL Central just so we're all on the same page. (laughs) Yeah, let's. Dude, don't even get me started on the AL Central. Don't worry. We're going to get there. And I know I'm going to go absolutely crazy when we talk about the AL Central and the dumpster fire that is that line. But before we get to that, let's talk more about the Orioles. This is my favorite stat in baseball. Thank you, Super Mario, for sending it. The Orioles, the most profitable team on the run line this season, over 67%, and they're playing the A's. I'm going to be sleeping on the run line. Every one of these baseball games. In fact, I might be on the run line every night this month on the Baltimore Orioles. Yes. I mean, I, I could give you a lot more words, but I don't need to. You know, we, we've been saying all season, talking about the fact that the Dodgers are, are effectively two-thirds successful on the run line, right? If you bet mm-hmm. the Dodgers run line every single game this season, you're up. A lot. A lot. And the Orioles are the same way as of right this second. Even more. It's a fun team. It's a young team. And they're hitting the baseball. Outside of Timmy Trumpet, what else could you want at a game, kids? I don't know what to say. Okay, now let's talk about the Central. Because the Guardians. Do we have to? Well, how about this? We'll talk about the only bright spot at the moment in the Central. And that is the Cleveland Guardians. 
More words we didn't expect to say in April, but here we are. The first place Guardians right now. Well, they're taking on the Mariners, and I am not feeling good about the Mariners, especially in game one, because they're facing Castillo 5-5 five and five with a 2-8-5. Of course, that 5-5 five and five is a little skewed due to the amount of games he had to play over in Cincinnati. Um, he's been phenomenal, the Mariners, so far. Obviously, I'm not looking at the run line. I mean, so I'm not looking at the money line. I will be looking at the run line in this game for the Mariners, and I might be looking to play the Mariners quite a bit all weekend long. I love this team. I cannot stress enough how much I'm enjoying the Seattle Mariners this season. I, and I think it's it's almost for the same reason as the Orioles, right? Like, there's yeah. juice in this team. There's energy. There's excitement in this team. And, oh, by the way, uh, the fact that, oh, by the way, they would be leading the AL Central by five games at this point just so we can keep getting those digs in. Mm-hmm. Uh, with guys like Julio, I mean, this team is young, they're fun, they're in a jet, and they're putting runs on the board as of late, which is a gambler is what I'm looking for as well. There's not, you, I will put it this way. At the beginning of the year, Cody Decker kept telling me, I love the Seattle Mariners. I love the Mariners. Keep an eye on the Mariners. They're young, they're hip, they're friend, they're, 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 they're fun. And it took me about 110 games before I went, hey, he's got a point. He's kind of got a point. He's kind of right on about this team. I've enjoyed. Do I think this team is a threat for the ALCS? No, not yet. I don't think they're. I don't think so. But it also took me 110 games to get to where I. I just enjoyed watching this baseball team. There's no promise that I'm not going to be wrong about that either. Well, let's get to another game: Nationals versus Mets. And by the way, Nationals, if they were in the Central, they'd still be in last place. They still absolutely 100% <laughs> be in last place. They're 44 wins this season. They would likely still be in last place. Maybe better than the Tigers, but I doubt it. Um, we got the Nationals versus the Mets. What can you say? Mets, 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 Mets. Run line, alternate run line, Patrick Corbin day, quadruple run line. If it exists, find it, jump on it, sleep on it, live on it. You're welcome. Yeah, we uh, we, we we talked about uh, this team a lot during the regular season. Uh, most of it was sarcastic one-liners about how bad Washington is. Yes, um, I am. I am a hundred percent with you on that one. I have no issue riding that line with you. Um, this national team is is uh, what's the word? Bad. Bad. Yeah. And bad. you read more bad. Royals Tigers playing this weekend. Anything, anything at all, anything at all, anything at all. A nap is, is what I'm betting on a nap in that game. I feel like major league baseball should do an event and beat the NFL to it. This is my thought process on the first pick. I've always thought that the NFL, the two worst teams in the NFL should battle it out in the bowl game, but like a bowl game at like a prison, they have to play at a prison and the losing team, uh, the winning team gets the first pick. Um, I think Major League Baseball should adopt this too. The two worst teams in baseball should face each other on like a sandlot field, play it out for the first pick, and uh, that's what it should be. And I, they should make that an event along with Game 162, everything with the new schedule. Add, add on Cell Block 5 game for the first pick between the Royals and the Tigers, and let's see how they can disappoint us next draft. Ah. Uh... I, by the way, oh, gambling-wise, I don't care about this game. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm, I'm staying away. Yeah, no, it's – it's. Uh, yeah. I, just, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know what to add. I mean, it, listen, even bad teams like, like, the, like the Red Sox at 63 wins, bottom of the cellar in the AL East, the, the, the Angels, who we've talked about how in, incredibly disappointed we've been. 
in the National League. The Marlins, 55 wins. The Reds, 51. The D-backs, 61. They still, at least from a gambling standpoint, stay on the periphery, right? Like, like every now and then something jumps up and you go, oh, I'm not following the Diamondbacks, but, and you, you have a lineup that jumps at you. We have been doing Saturday morning shows for the better part of months. And the Royals and Tigers have been mentioned two times in the entire series of, of Saturday shows that we've been doing. And now they're playing each other. Uh, my boss is a is a Royals fan. My boss here in Greenville is a Kansas City fan. Is and okay? no, we, we got to talking <laughs> uh, the other day because he said, how's the Saturday show going? And I just looked at him and I said, boss, are you sure you want to talk about baseball? And without missing a second, he went, I'm a Royals fan. Of course, I don't want to talk about baseball. And I felt that pain in my soul. I get it. I get it. Well, if you're a Yankees fan, you probably don't want to talk about baseball either, especially after yesterday's dumpster fire of a loss. And when I say dumpster fire, I'm only saying that because, oh, did you see the sixth inning? I, I don't know. I don't know if the Yankee fans can take another day of uh, Kiner Falefa, which is a, is a shame. Talented young guy. And he is just getting so he's getting torched by Yankees fans online. Did make a costly error yesterday, that's for sure. That did lead to a three-run home run, which you know led to the game being a three-two ball game. But man, uh, it, it seems as though this team does not want to win with Garrett Cole on the mound, which is shocking to me. Garrett Cole obviously not on the mound uh, on Friday against the Tampa Bay Rays, but this is concerning to me because Herman on the mound, yeah, he's got a three-one-nine ERA, but this team is not hitting the ball well outside of Aaron Judge. This team is not pitching super well outside of Cole, of which they're not scoring enough for him. I might be I might be following the Rays, man. I might be following the Rays all weekend. This might be a weekend where the Rays are probably not going to be able to sweep and gain three games, but I think they're going to be gaining one game this series. There is a Tampa Bay win in here. There may be two Tampa Bay wins. I'm I agree. Two. I don't. I don't see the sweep happening. That being said, I, I I get shaky with the Yankees. We saw it, like we mentioned earlier, when Giancarlo Stanton came back. All of the sudden, that team got a shot in the arm. They got a little jolt of energy. They came out and they looked really good. The, the fear I have with betting the Yankees, as much as I love riding momentum, I love riding streaks, I love taking the temperature, and just playing teams based on what they're doing in the last six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 games, my fear is the Yankees are going to suck me in. I'm going to start betting against them. Then they're going to tee off. And I'm going to go, okay, it was one game. They did that when Stanton come back. I'm going to bet against them again. And they're going to do it again. They're going to get hot at some point, and I just don't want to get caught on the wrong side of that wave as a gambler. Mm -hmm. I also have zero reason to believe that this is the series that that happens. So I, I might, I'm going to bet a couple of Rays games. I don't know that I'm going to throw huge money at this game. I may play a little bit just to keep my eye on the Yankees. I just don't want to get swamped by them, but Tampa should win this series. I agree. I agree. I agree. Marlins Braves, man. I don't care so much about the series, but you better believe Friday. I care about this ball game because Sandy Alcantara on the mound and yep, I will be following the Marlins and Sandy. This will be the only game that the Marlins will likely be favored on the money line is what I'm expecting because of Sandy Alcantara on the mound. If it's not, I'm assuming if if you're not giving me favored, that's fine. Give me plus money with Sandy Alcantara on the mound. I'm jumping on that. I'm likely going to be playing the Marlins on the money line on Friday. And after that, I will be fading the Marlins at that point forward, likely looking at the Braves on the run line. 
Yeah, same thing. Exact same thing. I uh, listen. I, as, as Cody mentioned earlier, I'm an Atlanta fan. I don't. I don't bet for or against the Braves very often. In fact, there have only been on our entire catalog of Saturday shows, I think two days where I was like, take the Braves today, and it was always like Freed versus their number five in the rotation. It was Freed Corbin. It right. was like that. It was always something that it was just even the most you know subjective fans would look and go. This is a this is a Braves day. Um, Charlie Morton's actually been throwing pretty good ball as of late, mm-hmm. but Sandy Alcantara and what he did to the Dodgers the other day, the Braves offense got really hot for about two weeks, and now it's kind of come back down to earth. And that's been the Braves all year, right? It's up and down. Mm-hmm. It's up and down. It's up and down. They've come a little bit back down, and they're going against not 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 the Cy Young favorite because favorite's not strong enough of a word for what Sandy Alcantara is right now. Not touching the Braves. In fact, if anything, I will likely bet against the Braves on the money line tomorrow. However, Saturday Ooh. and Sunday, it's going to be hefty bets for the ATL. I couldn't agree more. Um, Twins, White Sox, maybe the two most disappointing teams in Major League Baseball. Uh, I think they are. Uh, the White Sox currently without their manager, Tony Larusa. I'm not sure what to make of this entire situation. I don't know what to make of the players not being informed of said situation. They did win their ball game uh, on Wednesday evening, and they're uh, getting ready to play right now. <sighs> yep, I don't bet the White Sox. I don't do it. I will not do it. Leave me alone. Sonny Gray on the mound against Martin. Martin's 2-4 and four with a 4-6-2 ERA. I'm going to look to play the Twins on Friday. But after that, I'm leaving the series alone. The White Sox just hurt my soul. Okay, blah, 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 bets. Let me ask you an important question here that oh, I think God. is far more entertaining when it comes to the White Sox. Oh, God. Um, I am not a conspiracy theorist. The world is round. We landed mm-hmm. on the moon. The COVID vaccine is good for you, okay? Yes. Now, Phenomenal. here's my question. Are the White Sox running an experiment here, right? Like, let's set Tony at home and just see what the team does, right? Because Philly, Philly canned a manager back in the first half of the season and looked like a brand new baseball team to the point now that they have made a run at potentially sneaking in the back door as a wildcard team when we were all mocking Philly relentlessly. Then they fired Gerard, uh, Gerard, they bring in Thompson. All of a sudden, this team looks really good. Is there, because in my head there is, only because it would be the only logical decision the White Sox have made as a team all year long, did they go, Tony, why don't you take a week off? Go home. You clearly need some rest. You've been taking naps in the dugout during games. Why don't you just stay home, sit on the big screen. We'll order you some deep dish pizza. You stay home. What happens if the White Sox go 10, 11, 12, and 2 with Tony LaRussa at home, Cody Decker? You, you, you send a basket that says, get well soon. Uh, and you <laughs> say, just take, take your time. Take your yeah. time, buddy. Um, yeah, well, I, soon, but like October 18th. Now, listen, I don't know if this is an experiment. I don't know what the hell is going on. This is this is weird. Like, and, it, and of course, the White Sox make this weird. The, the, the thing that every other team was able to rip a Band-Aid off, if that's the situation, it could be exactly what they're saying. And it could be that he's hasn't having this medical emergency, which I don't I don't discredit. I think probably is true. I don't know the severity. I don't know anything. I know what everybody else knows. Hell, the players on the team don't know. So we really don't know anything. I mean, Andrew Vaughn found out on Twitter 
that's how Andrew Vaughn found the fact that this team is not meeting and discussing a situation like that. And then they, I think they came out and said um, something along the lines of, well, we didn't want to disrupt their pregame rituals and, and concentration. Lucas Giolito found out because he had saw it on the scoreboard. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Talk to your players. Yeah. This is, what is this? It's, it's, it's such a, I hate to say this because I reserve this term for only the most dire circumstances. It is a dumpster fire right now. Like, it's genuinely bad right now. And here's the thing. We don't want to throw off the pregame. I understand that. You know what you throw off instead? The actual game. The actual game <laughs> is what you throw off. That's that. And you may not know this, White Sox front office. That's worse. It is worse when you tell them. Scratch that. Not when you tell them. It's worse when they just see it during the regular game. So that's the worst of the two things. Uh, it is a dumpster fire right now, which is which is why, you know, I, I think we're pattern recognition mammals. We look for things and try to fill in the gaps automatically. My brain immediately was like, yo, they just told Tony, why don't you like, why, you know, we all get 10 days of vacation. Why don't you go ahead and use your 10, Tony, post up on the couch, watch some TV, <laughs> not baseball. So you, you're still have a beer. And are we'll you see, see you later. Are you suggesting that the White Sox just phantom DL'd Tony LaRusa the way I got phantom DL'd by the Diamondbacks? I got a phone call from my front office and you said, Cody, your ankle hurts. I uh, I am going to say, no, I don't believe that. And I don't believe reason, it either, but it would be funny if it was real. But The uh, only I, reason I don't believe it. I don't believe it is because in a roundabout way it actually makes sense and the White Sox do not do things that make sense. Fair point. That That's how you know it can't be true. Yeah. It can't be true. And how about this? This is something I do want to say because obviously um, if there is, if there is uh, any medical scare for Tony Russo, I wish him the greatest of health and I hope gets well soon. Um, you know, we talk, we've talked about Tony LaRusso a lot over this year. Um, and I feel like our criticisms of his managing is very, very um, legitimate of uh, this year. But um, obviously, we hope I hope he has a speedy recovery, and if he's going to be returning to the White Sox, hope he returns soon. Um, Astros, Angels. The Angels have been playing some good baseball, and they've been taking a chunk out of some playoff teams, man. They swept the Blue Jays. They beat the Yan Yankees. The Astros are better than both those teams. Way better. And Lance McCullers is back. 1-1, one 169 one, one, ERA. Um, but he's facing Shoei. Uh, th if there was a game, if there's a game to watch on Friday, this is the game to watch on Friday. I mean, this is, we, we already talked about our love of Shohei. We know what Shohei is. Uh, Lance McCullers back on the mound. Whew, this is, this is primetime baseball, baby. So I am, and, and, you know, I keep an eye on a bunch of, uh, a bunch of different things. I'm actually showing that, uh, Shohei is, and I don't know if this is a scratch or a change or what, cause I thought that was where we are on the rotations. Uh, I've got LA going Reed Detmers tomorrow. Really? Yeah. Really? That's what well, I, that's what you I'm know what we do? We need to bring up Super Mario to come in, who is in the back producing this. Hey, hate Nass, get out here. You messed up the rundown, and I want some answers. Do we, do we have to? Do we? Yes, have we okay. <laughs> checking right now. Checking right now. Checking right now. Okay, God forbid they change oh, they before changed. the show. Oh. God forbid. 
God oh, forbid. Yeah, Cody, Mario. I, I, I got to say, uh, of the things that are consistent in baseball, number one is Shohei is good, and number two is I will have to correct Mario once a show at minimum. Every time, baby. Yep. We got him. We got God, him. God forbid someone chains a pitching matchup. God forbid. God forbid it happens. And that screws me up because I just marked that down for a clip. I think this could be a great clip. We got Astros oh, no, no, no. versus Angel Star. Leave oh, no. I agree. It it's a it's great fine. clip. You Leave post it in. this clip all day long, buddy. Leave it in. Poor we Mario. all love some hating ass Mario, don't we? Uh, it's Shohei, always Otani. It's always Otani too. It's always Otani. Shohei, Every by the way, time. will be throwing when Houston plays LA Saturday against Luis Garcia. Go ahead and move all your Friday bets to Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yep, I will definitely be playing Shohei on Saturday. Astros every other time against Detmers. Yeah, Astros, 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 and throughout the week. Have, Mario, what about you? What about you on Friday? You got Astros? Oh, absolutely, Astros. Never been on the Angels ever again. I've forgotten about them, jumped off the bandwagon. Now I'm trying to find another bandwagon. Wait, 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 wait. You were on the Angels bandwagon? I don't remember this. Yeah, for a hot sec when they were second in their division, like back uh, in like yeah. June, I was going to hop on it, and then I'm hopping off now. Now I'm a free agent in the bandwagon. For, for, the, for, the, for the record, I will, for the sake of, I got to bust Mario up in the air. I also started this year believing in the LA Angels. I was like I, every Saturday. Yeah. I was I got, doing I, this all too. Right. All we right. all <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. okay. selling hate ass Mario up the river as much as the next guy, but all three of us three yeah. weeks into the season yeah. were like, yeah. yo, the Angels figured it out. Let's all yeah. hug Mario. Mario, you're not alone in this. They really Group sucked therapy. us all in. They really yeah. did. Remember, remember when they had that month where they won like 21 in a row and we were talking, oh my God, the Yankees, Mets, Dodgers, and Angels, best records in baseball. It's never happened. And yeah, there's a reason it's never happened because the next yeah. week happened and we saw what the Angels actually were. Oh God. Well, we got the Brewers and Diamondbacks. Brewers got a shot, dude. They got a chance. The Padres have been floundering a little bit. And let's look at this. The Padres got to face the Dodgers this weekend, man. This is a real shot for the Brewers, who are only two games, I believe, behind the Diamond, the, the Padres right now for that final wild card spot. That final wild card spot really might come down to three teams here in the Brewers, the Phillies, unless the Phillies run away a little bit, unless the Padres can get themselves back. They have the pitching staff. They have the offense, even without Fernando Tatis Jr., well, I mean, they, they they added the offense, right? Like, we, we were waiting for it. In fact, I go back to about two weeks before trade deadline, uh, and, and obviously Juan Soto was the big discussion piece, right? Because he was done there, and there was a lot of talk about, is somebody going to move him? They're going to have to pick up a contract, et cetera. And I said, not only do I think that Juan Soto is going to get traded, but I actually listed as San Diego as a possible landing spot because I not not because I knew Fernando Fernando Tatis wasn't coming back because at the time we all thought he was, but we had gotten to the point that it felt like there was something weird, right? Because like three weeks into the season, it kind of started to sound like yo Fernando's on the way back, like he's rehabbing, he's on the way back, and then it was four, and then five, and then six, and then seven, and then eight weeks into the season, not only was Fernando not back, but at that point we had really gone quiet as to when he might be back is it in time for the playoffs is it in time to even try to make the playoffs so i thought juan soto to san diego was a possibility will they get him which is not replacing the offense of fernando but it's a pretty good chunk they're obviously not catching the dodgers but they are less than three games back 
from the Cardinals at this point. They are right there with that Phillies team that we were given a lot of credit to. And we talked about it last week on our on our show. We talked about it on the pod earlier this week. When Fernando went away and, and they kept waiting to throw their biggest punch before they got told that their biggest punch wasn't going to get thrown anymore, it can reset the psyche. But at some point, they got to look at the numbers and go, damn, we're actually pretty good without that guy. And if that mentality takes over, I got no reason San Diego can't make a run at a wild card spot. Not at all. Yeah. They've got everything they need to do it. Well, this team was at the top of that wild card spot pretty much for the entire season up until about a month ago. I mean, this team has just hit a wall, and I'm hopeful that they can get it, keep it coming together because this team is good. They are exciting to watch. They do uh, face uh, May on Friday, which is going to be a pretty good matchup between Darvish and May. What do you think of this ball game? Uh, we did touch really quickly between the Brewers and Diamondbacks real quick before we get to the Padres and Dodgers. Sorry, I got a little ahead of myself. Uh, but the Brewers and Diamondbacks, you got Lauer versus Davies. I know you've been a big fan of Lauer this year, and I'm a big fan of fading Zach Davies. Not all the time. He's actually having a decent year, but the D-backs obviously have a little bit of a disappointing season. There's been bright spots for them as well. This is a team that could go ahead and compete going forward, but they, they definitely have some ground to pick up, especially on the pitching side. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to be following the Brewers this weekend. It's going to be a good series, though, between the Brewers and D-backs. I agree. I actually like the series. I think the series has got the potential to be very entertaining. I don't know that there's necessarily anything that I love uh, in this game. I do like Lauer. I there is one. That... Um, I like Josh. Ro- I like Rojas. Uh, Josh Rojas for the uh, – is it Josh Rojas? Please, please forgive me. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on the first name. But Rojas over there for the Diamondbacks has been phenomenal, especially as of late. He is just – he. this guy is electric. Uh, it is Josh Rojas. Thank you. And, uh, and, and, you know, again, I, I will say I think this is probably – this is probably a series that, much like the last one we talked about, there's a little spare coin getting thrown here or there just because I like guys. I like Lauer. Uh, Davis has not been bad, but he's not anybody that, that inspires me. So I might throw a little bit, uh, I might throw a little bit at the Bruce and I, you might flip me around for Rojas on the other side of it, but, uh, of the, of the series this weekend that I'm going to be playing the most, this ain't it. No, no, I'm assuming it's going to be this. I'm assuming it's going to be Padres Dodgers because this is just going to, there is just prop bets galore here, especially obviously on the Dodgers side. Um, both teams got some of the best staffs in the national league. Um, the Dodgers, what can you say? Really? The Dodgers have an incredible starting rotation on the IL right now, uh, let alone what they actually are throwing out there. And everyone that goes there become Heaney. Heaney from the angels was like their fifth best starter. With the Angels. Heaney on the Dodgers? Heaney's a star on the Dodgers. Gallo was the worst thing that ever happened in the Bronx, apparently. He's a star on the Dodgers. The Dodgers are somehow the highest funded island of misfit toys ever. Can I give you my theory on that? Please do. Please. Here's my theory on, on how this worked out, right? Um... Everybody has, everybody is different and everybody has got a work environment that they thrive the most in, right? Like I worked at a radio station a couple of years ago and my programming director uh, was was over your shoulder constantly with the micromanager, do this, do this, I need you this, I need you this, to the point that you're like, I'm so distracted dealing with you and keeping you happy, I can't actually work. The PD I have here at Greenville basically says, here's the three things I need you to do, bye. 
and, and then you just you just go work. He just trusts you to go get done what needs to get done. Uh, the Yankees take themselves incredibly seriously. The fans are way over the top all the time. The Dodgers, exactly the opposite. They're loose. They're having fun. I mean, it's very New York versus L.A., they're loose. They're having fun. They don't have the stupid facial hair rules. They don't have uniform. Just come here, have fun, let's play baseball. And the guys that have left New York and gone to the Dodgers and now all of a sudden are showing up, I got to wonder if it's just not, hey, man, we don't have sticks up the rear end all the time like so many Yankees fans and players do. And I'm not saying there are some guys who thrive. Aaron Judge doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to go to a fun ball club and be like, yeah, buddy, I'm 99. He strikes me as a Giancarlo Stanton certainly strikes me as a let's put on the suit and tie. Let's groom our facial hair. Let's let's put on our expenses, watches. Let's go to work. Whereas guys like Gallo and Freeman and the rest of these cats go to L.A. where they're like, bro, let's just play some baseball, dude. And it just fits their environment better. And it works. It is also the reason that I suspect a large chunk of America, should the Dodgers and Yankees get together, would be hashtag Team Los Angeles. I, I would be. I, I, I would be. I, I And I, here's the thing. The, the, arguably the two most hated teams in the country. <laughs> arguably? I, I mean, certainly arguably. Uh, the thing is. And loved. And loved, I should and say. Loved. So, and loved. So here would be my, and, and to kind of pull on to that, I think a lot of people hate New York fans because they are so uptight and abrasive, right? Like it's, it's, it's and there's a problem with that that they take pride in that, right? Like the city of New York takes pride in, hey, I'm walking in, like that kind of abrasive attitude. Whereas we all have our stereotypes about Los Angeles, dude. You know, like I'm born and raised. Trust me. People hate New York because of their attitude, their, their arrogance, who they are as a people. People hate the Dodgers. Because they kick your ass all the time. That's it. They don't really dislike the Dodgers. They just like getting it handed to them every time the blue rolls into town. I mean, it's it really is crazy. Think about this. As much as we talk about the Dodgers being having the high payroll and the juggernaut team they are, really think about them. How many discarded Island of Misfit Toys players they have? Truly. As much as we talk about Justin Turner and the star he became for the Dodgers, he was a discarded player from the Mets. Max Muncy was a discarded player from the A's. Joey Gallo was the pariah of the Bronx. They're all stars in Los Angeles, and they are just coming to your town and destroying you. It's like <laughs> it's just like the revenge of the island of misfit toys. You know, there is. I've been in radio a long time, and uh, and I'm going to brag on myself a little bit. In case any of the BetQL hiring decision-making people are listening, wink, 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 wink. Uh, I won the 2022 South Carolina Broadcasters Association Sports Talk Radio Show Host of the Year across the state, right? And Name can dropper. I tell you the, can I, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hashtag humble brag. <laughs> Let me tell you a secret. The last seven months of my broadcasting career have been the most fun seven months of my broadcasting career. Why? Because I got the trophy. Because it's me in this state. The South Carolina Broadcasters Association said that I'm the best in the game in South Carolina. You can't come at me because all I got to do is point behind me. at the. It's not actually in here. Actually, wait. Hang on. Hang on. Time out. Hang on. It should uh, be. Why would you have it? Yes. Right there. Look there at that. Is. So if you talk junk about me, 
I just grab this bad boy and go, no, 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 I'm sorry. What? What did, what did you say? You said so, what? 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 Mm. It is amazing how much more fun it is when you're killing everybody, right? And mm -hmm. all these former players from other teams where they had a ton of pressure on them, like New York City, for instance, it's not there. It's not there in LA. LA's been good for a very long time. It's not there for them. They can just go loosey-goosey and go do what they do. <laughs> if there is a better way to end the show, it doesn't exist, which is why we're not going to end it there. I got to ask you about the Phillies and the Giants because that was a great, <laughs> great, great buttoner. And I'm going to ruin it right now by bringing up this last series because we got to talk about the Phillies and the Giants because the Phillies are holding one of those wild card spots. Gibson versus Cobb. This is actually a pretty good matchup. Kyle I, Gibson does have a 408 ERA, but I do think that's a little inflated from the earlier parts of the season. Nine and five. Um, I'm looking forward to this ball game and series. Uh, specifically, I is Rodon pitching this weekend? That's my only question. Because if he is, I'm looking to play a Rodon K prop, and I do wish he was on another team. Well, I, I would I would start with this uh, by telling you, don't ask Mario. Uh, because he will screw that up for you. That is true. That is true. Do not ask uh, Carlos Rodon is throwing Sunday. Mm. That game is going to be at 4 or 5 Sunday afternoon. I will take Rodon in that one. K-prop, K-prop, hey, K-prop. I, I, might, I might look to take an alternate K-prop. The Phillies love to swing and miss. Yeah. Doesn't mean they're not going to hit them. It right. just means they're gonna we're gonna have a lot of swing and miss too. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. I would look K-prop. I would look outright win in that game. Um I will tell you, there. it seems like once a weekend, there's a series that I go, I, I don't know that I'm going to bet this game, but Cody Decker is a baseball fan. You better believe Apple TV is getting tuned in Friday, and I'm streaming those games Saturday and Sunday. Because, this, look, this is a series that in three weeks, four weeks, when we're wrapping up the regular season, this is a series that we might point back at because one of these two teams is in that wild card spot and go, that's why right there. That series mm -hmm. did it for them. Man, nothing but excitement in what, I, what Rob Brown has already told you is the most exciting part of the Major League Baseball season, guys. Dog days of August are over. We are in September. We are in the playoff hunts. We are in the final stretch of Major League Baseball to go into October. Baby, I cannot wait, and I cannot wait to talk more about it with hopefully my man Rob Brown and, of course, Ryan Horvat. Hope you are getting healthy and well. Look forward to having you back here on the pod, of course. And I uh, love you all for joining us here on BetMGM MLE Podcast powered by BetQL. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. And most importantly, make sure you follow The Rob Brown Show on Twitter. In case you don't know, he's holding his trophy, the best broadcaster in South Carolina, ladies and gentlemen, Rob Brown. I could talk baseball with you all day. If we don't end this show now, this is going to be a five-hour podcast. And? Good point. Oh, that's, oh, that's now on to, hour, oh, on to hour two. Got it, got it, got it, got it. No, it's, uh, it's, it's been a pleasure, Ryan. I do hope you get well soon, buddy. Uh, that being said, anytime you guys need me, I am at your beck and call. There's nothing uh, nothing I've enjoyed doing more than, than hanging out with you. And even you hate Mass Mario. I really do. What a day. What a show. Like, share, and subscribe. Follow Rob Brown on Twitter, The Rob Brown Show. And you can follow me on Twitter at Decker6 and Antihero Baseball on Instagram. And uh, just stay abreast of everything that's going on here for Ben MGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. Guys, that's it for us. Beat it. Bye, Milton.